So, what's up? Um, since last time we've been here, I moved. Yeah. And it's kind of killing me. I have to wake up at midnight now to go to work. Jesus Christ. And it's an hour there, an hour back, and I hate it. Yeah, that sounds awful, for sure. Because, uh... I used to work in, uh, what was it? I think it was Albion or some some little tiny town. It's yeah. been so long. And that was 45 minutes, and I was doing swing shifts at the time, too. So it was three days on, three days off. Uh, but there were always 12-hour shifts, so I would get, like, two hours of sleep, maybe. Oh, fuck that. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> I, I would not recommend working somewhere like that where, you know... Uh, your commute is like two extra hours of your day unless you can't avoid it, which there's a lot of people that can, I guess. But, but yeah, I just got back from fucking Boston and, uh, we went to Salem and, uh, just did the freedom trail. Um, turns out just a bunch of, uh, dead white men was all of it. Except for, you know, uh, certain parts of Salem. Uh, you know, just learning about the fucking atrocities of a bunch of people that believed in magic. And then we did, like, a couple tours. And, well, first of all, everything was a wax museum in Salem. Uh-huh. Which was kind of weird. Uh, and there were still some... Uh, buildings left over from i think it was 1666 or 1692 one of the two i think it's 1692 is when the salem witch trials occurred um but listen to that truck i just installed a new ac so everything is going to come right into that fucking window uh anyways There was a few houses or whatever from that time period that was that were still there and they were preserved. Uh, one of them was called the Witch House, and inside of it, uh, pretty much everything is original uh, to what was there. But it's a misleading title because it's actually, um, I think it was like one of the judges' houses or something like that, or um, I don't remember exactly who the house belonged to. But anyways. All throughout the exhibit, there were um, pieces of literature from that time period where um, they discussed uh, the different kinds of tinctures and potions and shit that they would make. And you obviously know how witchcraft has a lot to do with nature and stuff like that. Yeah. It was literally fucking witchcraft, (laughs) what they were doing, uh, because like the stuff that they were using to cure ailments and stuff like that doesn't actually do anything. And it was so fucked to me. Cause I'm just like, you guys are only doing this, like killing innocent men and women because of either, you know, you wanted to gain some land, which is the case for, I think it was the mayor or something at the time. Uh, he was executed or accused of witchcraft. And at that point, the court decided, well, okay, we can't be trying for trying people for witchcraft anymore. And then I, I don't think he was actually executed. I, I keep misspeaking because it's been a little while, but, 
um, th- that's when they stopped is when it became in the interest of the politics for the area. And, um, I mean, and it's not like everybody was like super into the idea of accusing people of witchcraft. There were people that were like, well, this is fucked. Like we shouldn't be doing this. Uh, but the overwhelming majority, uh, you know, were into it and, uh, were manipulating the system by using it. And I think there were some people that honestly thought, uh, you know, witches were real because, people were fucking stupid yeah (laughs) you know they still are some things don't change it's still the same human brain that's around today it's not like it's much different um and like you know the witch trials still continue on into modern history but i don't know just everything about uh salem in general it felt like halloween town like i kept making that joke to uh and my mother-in-law and because like everything was either witch or horror themed which was pretty tight and it's definitely a um tourist trap like i kind of felt bad for the locals because it's like during the summer it's really bad and during um uh you know halloween and the season leading up to that it's it's like tenfold what it was but I swear, uh, the first day that we did Salem, we got there pretty early. We got there at like 8 o'clock in the morning or something like that, and there was just no one there. And we were like, oh, hell yeah, we came at a good time. And then like 10 o'clock rolls around and literally thousands of people are out on the streets. I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, and then Boston was tight too, like I said. Uh, like I said, mostly the dead white guys were there. Um, and we kept like... Uh, we went on this thing called the freedom trail and it just kind of, uh, shows all these historical land points in Boston and, uh, some grave sites and some memorials for, um, some of the founding fathers and the people that had to do with the declaration and blah, 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 blah. You people know, that whole, don't really matter. Yeah. People that owned slaves and were fucking fuckheads. Like yeah. <laughs> it, that, that was more for, you know, my mother-in-law, uh, and, and well, I think Haley really liked it too. Um, but you know, when I go on vacation, I like to just go to a place and go sit at the pool and get fucked up all day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not big into going to museums and stuff like that. I might like plan a thing or two, but mostly my intention with vacationing is to do the absolute fucking bare minimum. I like to go eat. Yeah, that and too. I yeah. like. I really like eating. We went to Chicago back in March. We went to a couple museums, but it was like, let's find the best restaurants. Fuck yeah! And get really fucked up. Yeah, and that's, Uber around. Yeah, hell yeah. That's that's the way to do it. Cause like, and that's what we did too. Like, I made it a point for us to go to Shake Shack because Haley and I are just super into food i love shake shack and we had never had it before and it was fucking amazing it was like in and out meets five guys but not um exactly like it doesn't make you want to die after yeah yeah and the fries were good the shake was good um uh i kind of want five guys now (laughs) five guys fucking goes hard oh my god i I was thinking about what i wanted to eat after this i'm like Oh God, I'm fucking hungry. 
you gotta you gotta go get some five guys uh i, I think after after this too we're gonna go see the forever purge and uh we'll probably uh go get some chinese or something because that's been sounding fucking fire i was also thinking that i'm like man i'm in fort wayne like might as well get some chinese food yeah dude but yeah um so yeah the freedom trail tons of just dead white men and every opportunity that i had and this is the last day too that we were there but every opportunity i had i started like a snapchat story of just just joking around just making you know kind of not necessarily fun of the experience but more fun of the fact that you know uh these dead white men are held in such high regard (laughs) and uh <clears throat> and then you know we we went to go get some seafood off of the pier uh some pier and some harbor and let me tell you like i had been to new england when i was like a kid and i remember the food being very different than what i experienced this last time overall it was pretty good but i remember it being so much better when i was a kid and maybe that's just because you know, you have a simple palate when you're a child. Yeah. And, like, everything's just fire if it's something that you want. Um, and it's not like anything was particularly bad, but it just kind of seemed like I could use all these same ingredients at home and make this shit, and it wouldn't taste any different. <laughs> um, and then we also got tattooed when we were in Salem as well. Uh, Ricky Moe over at uh, whatever fucking shop it was. I'll have to look it up so I'm not just being a dick and just saying a name without yeah. uh, giving them the proper. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty sure it's just like Salem tattoo. But I'm just going to look up real quick. Oh, yeah. Salem Ink Tattoo and Art Gallery. It was the highest rated one, and we both kind of wanted something a little bit more traditional, and he was the guy at that place. Uh, I think his Instagram is Ricky underscore Mo. Um, so anyone listening, you know, go check out his profile there. Uh, did a great work. Um, I, Let me uh, see what you got. Got this little handsome oh, devil. Oh, yeah, he looks handsome. Fucking business Satan. You know, the, I just got it cause it looked cool. And this, I, I have like a bunch of demons all over me and sharp things and serial killers. So I was just like, why not just keep what the fucking fit the theme, you know? Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it fits. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, Boston was tight. Old white people that are hundreds of years dead. Not so tight. Uh, oh, and, uh, since, uh, recreational marijuana was legal out there too. I, uh, you know, I hit up a fucking head shop. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm in the place of liberty. I might as well experience full liberty while I'm in fucking Boston, Mass. So I hit up this dispensary when we were in Salem and got these chocolates, and um. I put him in my fanny pack and it was hot as fuck. That's another thing too. It was hot like over 90 the entire time we were there. We were there a total of four nights and five days. And um, they just melted 
and <laughs> and like all the dosage was fucked up after that because like it was it's like a it looked like a Hershey's bar yeah. where you can break off uh you know ten milligrams of THC at a time or whatever, but then it all just melted together and into the corner of the pla- uh the packaging, and then as I would eat it throughout the visit or whatever, um. I kept getting weird doses because everything got fucked once it all melted. <laughs> so like there was just times where it was just chocolate and there was other times where it was not just chocolate. <laughs> like I would eat what I thought was 10 milligrams or probably wasn't and just be vibing for the, like the next four hours. And um, it was, it was nice. It's It's too bad that it's just not there federally yet. And, you know, there's still a bunch of people just fucking rotting in prison over nothing. So I wonder if it like becomes federally legal if like all those people are going to be exonerated. I would hope so. That's <laughs> that's the right thing to do. You know, like yeah. it's uh, it it would be disingenuous to go federally legal and then just give everybody the finger that's still sitting in prison for uh, possession charges. A lot of people's arguments like, well, when they were doing it, it wasn't legal, but it's like, who cares? Yeah. Like that shit should change. Uh, you know, that's, that's how all this shit is set up. It's set up to evolve. It's set up to grow because if there is no evolution, if there is no growth within politics, society, humanity, then what the fuck is the point? You know? <laughs> yeah. But Anyways, uh, so we watched Halloween 1978 the other day, and I'll talk a little bit about Bex, otherwise known as Black-Eyed Kids. Children. Um, we can call them, yeah, Black-Eyed, because, like, so I listened to a few podcasts on them. Me too. And every time... I think we could just go with Bex because like okay. <laughs> when, when you say black eyed kids sometimes over too fast, and over and over it just, and... or if you say it too fast, it's just like, what black eyed peas? What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? But so yeah, you got some, uh, got some information on them. Uh, I have a few stories that we could read. And then uh we could probably talk about the theories of what they are and what we think that they actually are yeah um i'm gonna skip the first one because it's really long i just wanted to to include it because it was um brian bethel's story from 1996 which is like the first really documented story because he was a news reporter yeah but if you want to hear the story, everybody else tells it. You can listen to another podcast. Lights Out, Last Podcast on the Left. Those are two really good ones that talk about Bex. Um, here, we'll start with my second story of what happens when you let a Beck into your home. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, this is an elderly couple that lives in Vermont. They heard a sound of three loud knocks at the door, and they opened it to see two children, a boy and a girl. They say, parents will be here soon. May we come in? 
The children did not make eye contact, and they just stood there in the doorway. The elderly couple were hesitant. After a while, they let the boy and girl inside. The kids settled on the couch, and the wife made some hot cocoa, and the husband asked some questions that went unanswered. The wife returned and noticed that her cat was scared and angry with the children. May we please use the restroom? The children said. The wife looked at the kids and finally saw them. The children's eyes were black in the starless universe. She directed them to the bathroom and then returned to her husband who was covering his face with his hand. Did you see their eyes? She said. The husband then showed her his hand full of blood from a nosebleed. The power suddenly went out and the house turned as dark as the kids' eyes. The wife headed to the restroom and was comforted by the voice of the kids at the end of the hall uttering, Our parents are here. The kids then exited the house, leaving the door wide open. The wife then noticed that there were two men at the end of the driveway. The men were tall and slender. The wife waved, but they did not receive the same friendly gesture. The two men and children then drove away together in one car. The power then came back on a little later after the kids left. Throughout the next week, things happened in the house that were pretty strange. Three out of the four cats went missing, and the fourth had been found dead in a pool of its own blood. The husband continued to have nosebleeds and finally went to the doctor and was diagnosed with very aggressive skin cancer. Yeah, that sounds like worst case scenario for sure. And it's like the form of little children, you know. And like I, I've heard some stories too where they talk about like how the kids are just say something disastrous happened or something. And like a lot of the times they're wearing baggy clothes and um, sometimes they can be mistaken as, uh, you know, just like a like a like a little thug kid, you know. Yeah, like a little, little they always wear kid. baggy clothes and it has been known to cover their weird appendages yeah yeah it's 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 like they're little slender men uh in a way because uh like they're not human but they're not not human and uh you know they always have the blackout eyes and they look like just just little dirty ass kids <laughs> And I'm sure there's been some instances where that is all it's been is just a dirty ass kid, you know, but I feel like, uh, there's probably a few where it was just some, like, maybe they're aliens, you know, what do you think? My theory is that they're aliens. Yeah. That seems most likely. Like alien human hybrids. Yeah. And that's one of the theories, uh, that literally all the fun podcasts point out, (laughs) um, how they are part of a uh they could be golden children which are the human alien hybrids that were quote-unquote created by the government fucking government and uh that seems most likely and you know if i'm being fun (laughs) especially not with only their weird appendages but the tone of their skin is always known to be like almost kind of gray but very pale like like basically opaque like you can almost fucking see through them and uh you know they look sick um 
like not like fucking rad, but like <laughs> like they're fucking ill and uh you know, like so that's that's how they get in typically too and and they have to be invited in too, right? They yes. can't they can't just they fucking walk in. Um and if you if you ignore them or if you close a door on them, they stay around, right? Yeah, and they get angry. Uh, eventually they do leave though. Yeah. Normally if you're like, no, you can't come in. It's if you ignore them, they get angry. Like you can be on the other side of the door and just like not answering them. And they're like, we know you're there. Yeah. Like let us in. They also, I've heard stories where they don't understand really like doorbells yeah. or like really technology. They ask weird questions like, can we come in? Can we use the bathroom? Can we get a drink of water? But they'll ask them in, like, ways exactly like that where they're, like, just trying to think of any excuse to get into your house. Yeah. I've heard um, a story where they're, like, why don't you just use the doorbell? And, like, they're, like, what's that? They're, like, bro, what the fuck is a doorbell? I live in a shack in the woods. My parents are abusing me out there. <laughs> Let me in. Like... <laughs> Because, like, that's probably what it was a couple times. But then yeah. the other, what is it, like, ten recordings or something like that? It was like, there's not a lot, right? Uh, a lot. Of, there's a lot of stories that people have of them. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I, I found, I'm like, sure there's one like a whole website subreddit. with, like, 16 stories on oh, it alone. Oh. Well, damn. <laughs> well, then, yeah. So, like, the chances are that it is probably some dirty-ass fucking, you know, kid that's living in the woods and has been you know disconnected from society but i feel like 80 percent of them if not more are aliens oh yeah for sure like definitely and uh another theory is that they're like demons because they bring like disease disease bad things with them car accidents and whatnot um i don't think that they actually knock because I also heard a story where the guy, the thumping from the door, followed him throughout, like, the house. And he was, like, trying to get away, but he could still hear, like, the thumping noise. Maybe I it's, think, like, telekinetic? Yeah, I think they can just make that noise. And, and just it make you hear it? And fear into you. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like fear is, like, what they're after. Because, like, they are harbingers of fucking death and disease. Um, so, I mean, fear is a good recipe for weakening a carbon-based, uh, life form's immune system. So, like, getting inside their fucking head and, like, can't get away from the fucking knock like they're Edgar Allan Poe, like, (laughs) and, like, and then finally getting into the house or the car or trailer or whatever it is, and then it's fucking game time. But, yeah. like, and they're always, like, pretty chill in the experience, right? Like, they're never No, they're physical. never violent. Yeah. So, it's, like, maybe what they're doing is uh, just kind of leaving something behind. Maybe, maybe it's a, uh, like, a particle or something or a force or an element that changes time or something fucked up an alien to us uh and 
in that wherever they were, whatever's in that vicinity or whomever they had some sort of interaction with is affected by that elemental or particle change to where anything attached to them in that area um, is going to suffer some sort of fucked up thing, like the guy with the skin cancer. I know there was another one where uh, this this guy ran into them in a in a car lot somewhere. That was Brian Bethel's story, yeah. probably. Yeah, and that one... Uh, and they were going to go see a movie, and they were asking for money for it. Yeah, yeah. And, like, didn't he give them a ride, too? I think he um, did. No, his friend said if he would have given them a ride, that he would have died. Because she had a dream about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But, yeah. And so, yeah, he just got away from it, right? Like, he didn't yeah. stick around. Okay, that's right. Um. So, yeah, that's, you know. God but knows I have what heard happened. stories of, like, if they approach you in a parking lot, like, one person did let them in and they did get into a car accident. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking of. And, uh, yeah, that would just suck. Like, <laughs> just think you're doing a good thing. Uh, you know, there was one time I was stranded on the side of the highway. It was Christmas Eve. I was in my earlier twenties. I was just ran out of gas cause I was being irresponsible and dumb. And, uh, this couple picked me up and, <clears throat> they were like talking about God and all this and you know uh after I yeah, I was thankful you know I was just like well this is weird but thanks for giving me a ride home you know so I can go get some gas and it's just like after I heard about black eyed kids and after I heard about just the overwhelming amount of highway like drifter serial killers that existed in the 70s and 80s I look yeah. back on that experience and I'm like, all right, so I I know I looked like fucking shit when they picked me up. <laughs> like, because at the time I was working, you know, factories and all that, and I was just haggard. I was like, I looked sickly, and I'm just like, man, if these people even were half as cool as they could be, they wouldn't have picked me up. <laughs> because either one or two things is true about me in that scenario. I'm a half human alien hybrid or I'm going to slash both their throats while I'm in the back seat. Like, <laughs> and like, obviously none of those things happen, but <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just like, man, people, people need to have more, uh, waste of time in their life where they can just read about this shit and <laughs> really just scared. be, yeah. Like be, be terrified of your surroundings. Mrs. And miss, Mr. And Mrs. White. Like, <laughs> That wasn't their last name. I just said that because... Yeah, you're not going to dox them. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck their last names are. But, uh, yeah, so it's just crazy to me, like, with all these stories that exist, especially the ones rooted in reality where you can physically see serial killers on national television and stuff like that, uh, that people are just so willing <laughs> to help. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know, like that 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 whole thing. Like it's it's good that there's you know people out there that are like that, but man, sometimes it's gonna be a demon child, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not picking anybody up off the side of the Fuck road. No, it's like it's like honking at people on the road too. It's like you ever seen that movie Unhinged? It came out no. like I think like late last year or early this year. And um, anyways, it's Russell Crowe, the dude from. 
Les Miserables. Well, that and uh, the Gladiator were that was like his first big one, and um, he is just this guy in a truck who's having a bad day, and this lady honks at him because he cuts her off. And then he, like, follows her, harasses her, kills, like, a whole diner and shit like that with a pistol. And then, like, eventually, you know, he gets his comeuppance. Because as any slasher movie does, you know, it has to follow the formula. And it's basically a slasher. But, like, one of the more based-in-reality slashers that exists. Like, because, like, there's police on him the whole time and stuff. Like, but he's just kind of a step ahead the entire time. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, so that's that movie is why I don't honk. <laughs> I mean, even before that, but like that's the most perfect example of why you don't honk at somebody when you're on the road. Is that why you always get on me about my road rage? Yeah, like I just don't understand. Like Haley does that shit too. She's like, like she'll flip people off on the road. She'll honk at people. I'm like, flipped off bro. Today. This guy was weaving in and out of traffic, and he like cut me off and then flipped me off. I'm like. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. You just like he was. He wanted a reaction, and the last thing you can get give to somebody in a situation like that is a reaction, because they're looking for a reason to either cause harm or make your day worse. And being in Indiana, and having grown up in Texas and stuff like that, pretty much every fifth or third person around you is probably carrying a gun. You know. Yeah. And that like. Even when I was learning how to drive, I, I just was super aware of that. Because you hear about that shit all the time. And when I was growing up, my old man used to pull people over because of his road rage and try to fight motherfuckers on the highway over stupid shit. And, like, I was just like, I remember looking at that. I'm like, man, one of these days someone's going to have a gun and it's not going to be good. <laughs> or, like, you know, like, you, you fucking honk at somebody and then, like, they act cool and then they bust out their window and start taking shots at you like this is not worth it like don't get mad on the road what the fuck's the point like <laughs> like just get to your destination and just you know the way i always think about it and i've told you this a thousand times everyone is going to die at some point <laughs> and because of that i just choose to you know be peaceful with everything because it's like it's just like yeah well you know he's gonna fucking die the same as i am you know maybe not the same way but fuck that guy like he's not like invincible or anything like that like who yeah. the fuck is he you know what i mean and it's just like i don't let this shit fucking bother me anymore and it's just like having that rule on the road is so important <laughs> Because, like, one of these days, like I said, it's going to be some fucking crazy unhinged fucking lunatic with, like, a side-off shotgun fucking blowing out your tires and then beating you to death with the butt of the shotgun. Like, that's not what you want. <laughs> so, but, uh, talking about psychopaths and black eyes, what'd you Michael think about... Myers. Yeah, what'd you think about it? What'd you think about um, 1978? I did enjoy it um, more than I thought I was going to. I love Lori. She is a little badass. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed how much she fought back. 
I loved when she was in the closet and she had the hanger and she was like beating the fuck out of him with the hanger, like trying to like poke his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So everything about that movie, like, is super good. And we talked. I've I've talked about it before on here. Uh, but Lily had never seen it before, so I was like, all right. You gotta fucking watch this because how you cannot go another day <laughs> of your life without sitting down and experiencing 1978. It was more Halloween. like another week. I know, but I'm just saying, like, to to make it more poetic. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah, like it's just such a good movie. Down to you know the. The, sh- the way it was shot like all the dark blues and the blacks and the darkness and the sense of someone's watching you yeah it's all throughout the movie the score it just puts a sense of fear into you yeah like this yeah the score i mean like that like that fucking that theme is universal not it's because iconic. it's owned by Universal, <laughs> but because everybody knows what it is. And it's been done, redone a thousand times by a thousand people. Um, you know, because in the sequels, they can continue to use it, even if it wasn't John Carpenter who wrote it. Uh, the, the revert, uh, the reworking of the, of the theme. You know, I think it was like Halloween five or six or something like that when there was uh, the theme had electric guitar instead of piano, which for the time made sense, um, but it has not aged well. Like the original theme has aged tremendously. Like it still sounds. It's classic. Yeah. Like you can't fuck with that. You know what I mean? Like at all. So what was, what were some of your favorite, uh, aspects of michael myers him yeah honestly i didn't really understand it what do you mean like just you like, didn't understand i don't understand why he kills people like uh he's just psychotic well he's he's like supposed to be like so he's called the shape right yeah which um just kind of alludes to the fact that he's neither human nor is he not human he's more of the embodiment of evil like he's pure evil according to dr loomis because remember at the very beginning he kills his sister as a kid and that's why he gets thrown into the haddonfield um mental mental institution um and then from there, Dr. Loomis becomes his caretaker, psychologist, whatever, taking notes about him. Uh, and then during that, um, like, he's supposed to just go quiet. Like, he just never speaks again. Like, yeah. something else has come over him. Uh, and he's, like I said, he's neither human, but maybe he is human. That whole, that first movie was supposed to be the only Halloween and that's another thing too. That's I thought why there was only supposed to be the first two. No, it was only ever supposed to be seventy-eight. Two only happened because of the uh, of the success of seventy-eight, and then uh, Mukad, uh, it, yeah, Mukad and his 
dad, I think, I don't remember what their names are, but the Akkads were like, well, fuck. Because, like, they're the producers on the movie. Like, they're the money, whatever. We need to keep making these because, like, this is, we're on to something special here. Mm -hmm. So that's why we have, like, 14 now. Uh, And they've even gone on record recently saying that Micah will never die. So we'll probably get another 10 in the next 50 years or so. Which will be interesting. Um. <laughs> the nice part about him just being like the shape and like he was played by quite a few people in the first movie is like anybody could be Michael. Well, he was he was only played by Nick Castle in the first movie. He was um, played by three different people. Yeah, over time he was. In the first movie. Was he? Yeah. I watched like 1,101 facts on oh. it in the past week. Because, like, I, I know, like, he, like, Nick Castle is, like, the signature how Michael Myers moves and um Yeah, and then that. they had some guy named Tony be the face. and Oh, yeah, that's right, when he takes the mask off. Uh, there was another guy that was the stunt double for when, like, he fell out of the window. Right, but most of the time it's Nick Castle. Yeah. Um, which... You know, going back to what I was saying earlier, I just go off on the tangent. You know how I do. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he is the embodiment of evil. Dr. Loomis comes to this conclusion because, like I said, Michael just goes silent, blah, blah, blah. You wouldn't really know all this if they didn't make sequels because it's never explained in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they're never like, oh, well, this is exactly what happened. This is why he is the way he is. This is why he can eat six bullets i shot him six times this is why he can eat six bullets and get up like nothing fucking happened <laughs> he got shot out of the second story of a house and he's like don't fuck this i'm i'm on my way to go kill some more people and <clears throat> so that might be why it doesn't make a lot of sense on a first watch because it's just like there's no perceived motive but that's exactly the point like it's just that it's Halloween night. There's a masked psychopath killing babysitters. That's it. That's the entire point of most slashers, really. <laughs> Unless like you're Freddy or Pinhead, and then it's a little different. But even then, it's the same basic principle. You know, it's not like it veers too far outside of uh, what's to be expected, so to say. Um. But yeah, like the score, like you said, it's fucking phenomenal. Um, I know on the... It definitely makes you feel like suspense the entire movie. I love when um, she runs into the cop. It's mm-hmm. like, I know that feeling of like... <gasps> yeah, where, where your stomach drops or your heart, you know, fucking just tightens up. And like, yeah, just like those little like using those effects um those sound effects in film especially horror movies is super important because like without it it would i mean it could still probably be pretty effective if there were no score in the movie at all it probably could survive without the score but because of the score um it takes it to another level you know because it's like not only now do you have this visual cue now you have this, you know, auditory cue yeah. that, like, is telling you something's gonna fucking happen to this character, or Michael's, you know, standing next to the bush, or whatever. And, um, 
<clears throat> yeah, that that just like I said elevates it to another level for sure because it's like without it, it 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 wouldn't be the same movie definitely. And um, but the cool thing is now for this recent trilogy that they're working on because you know 2018 came out in 2018. Halloween Kills is supposed to come out last year, but it's coming out this year. Thank God. Uh, October 15th. Um, and you already know we got to go to that opening night. Yeah. I have to watch more Halloween movies before we go. We, I mean, we will. I'll get you caught up over time. We got, we got three months. months. Yeah. So, so we're going to have a Halloween binge day. We're going to have some weekend. When you don't have Phoenix. Yeah, we'll have to do that because, like, that's going to be how you get caught up. Now, there are three movies that don't have anything to do with anything else. And then Halloween 3 itself has no Michael Myers whatsoever. It's uh, it's about masks that were created by this evil corporation to kill kids. And it's pretty brutal. And the main character in it, like, just bangs hot chicks and <laughs> just smokes cigars. It's it's <laughs> it's it's a very eighties movie, uh-huh. in in its its direction and stuff like that. Um, and there is like a cult following for it. Like, there's people that are just like head over heels for that fucking movie. And like, I personally, it's okay. We can skip that if you want. It has um, nothing to do with it. I don't care. I got like twenty movies to fucking watch. Yeah, yeah, you got you got so many. So there's so many movies I have to watch. So many. So many. Like it's it's ridiculous how many you have to get caught up on now. I know. Like I don't know. I was watching one a day for a little while. Or at least, like, one a week. Like, I recently watched The Ring, and I watched Jennifer's Body. I think those were the only two that I watched. But it's hard to, like... I want to find them on, like, streaming services, because I don't want to fucking pay for them. And it's just, like, impossible to find good ones. I'll have to give you uh, some account information that I have for one of my streaming things. And, uh... It should open up the the box for you quite a bit. I meant to do it the last time. Uh, I just keep forgetting. But now that it's fresh in my memory, because you know how I am. Yeah. (laughs) I will forget what I just said. (laughs) And, like, I literally have movies on DVD, but I don't have a DVD player anymore, which, like, is annoying. Because I really wanted to watch Child's Play, but I never got around to it. Yeah, Child's Play is... I watched the new one. Yeah, the new one's cool. Uh, The old ones are... They're okay. I mean, like, there's people that are, like, super fans that are super into them or whatever. And, like, uh, Chucky can do no wrong as far as, like, the different movies that are built around him. But they're fun. I think that's... Like, I think they serve their purpose. But you should still definitely at least watch the first two child's plays i would say because mm-hmm. uh, the first one like i think is the best one aside from the remake uh which was surprisingly good i really liked it uh yeah it, ai it was scary 
I'm glad they went with that. Yeah. Like, and I, you know, at first I thought Mark Hamill was a weird choice to voice Chucky. Um, just because, like, I mean, he has a pretty solid voice acting career, but I'm just so used to hearing the original guy. Um, the fuck is his name? Uh, I don't know. Brett, Brett something. I forget. Search with the B. I'm looking like a poser right now, but, um, <clears throat> The original voice is so iconic, you know, like it's it's part of Chucky, but they did it in a way where it was AI and all that. So, like, it made sense to where he could have a different voice. Yeah. And to where it's not the same exact uh, thing, but 30 years later or whenever the original came out. Um, so it was done tastefully, I would say. But, yeah, definitely... Uh, watch those first two child's plays um and then uh you ever see uh the texas chainsaw movies uh we talked about this before they freak me the fuck out you gotta watch the first one and that's it i think i've seen the first one was that the one where they slides the the metal door shut and there's like there's like the gore is implied in it more so than you see on screen okay but you probably have seen that one. That's really the best one, I think. Um, Incesty kind of stuff really uh, freaks. Like, hillbilly incesty stuff is one of the scariest things to me. Uh, did you ever watch Roanoke, the American Horror Story season? No, I didn't. Oh, man. They go, like, the season is broken up into, like, the past and the, uh, well... It's not really broken up into the past and the present. It's broken up into, like, they're recording a reality TV show, and then, like, they go back with the people that are... It's, like, not a reality TV show. It's, like, a ghost story show. You know how they're set up where they do, like, the reenactments? Mm-hmm. Uh, the first part is that, and then the second part is they have the actors that are doing the reenactments, and the actors that are supposed to be, like, the actual people go back to the house, and... There are these people that, like, live around there that are, like, hillbilly inbred. And, like, the kids are nursing on this pig. And they're, like, covered in dirt. And that's probably, like, the scariest part of American Horsey that I've ever experienced. Yeah, I I, I get why that's disgusting. <laughs> like, uh, And, like, their mouths were covered in, like, milk. And it was, like, so nasty. Yeah, like... The, the type of horror that you can smell. Yeah. It's nasty. Yeah. And I really think it comes from just fucking living in Indiana. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, I was, I just picked up Phoenix the other day and I was just joking around with him. I was just like, you ever notice how Indiana just kind of smells like farts? <laughs> and he just started busting up. I'm just like, sometimes it smells like a wet fart and sometimes it smells like a dry fart, but it always smells like a fart. And, like, the entire time he was just losing his fucking mind. And, yeah, so I get that. Like, Indiana just kind of stinks. It's like, I don't know what the fuck it is. It's just nasty here. It's just, like, the corn the cornfields don't help. You know, when, especially when they fertilize them. Fuck, oh, my Speaking God. Speaking of cornfields, you know what one of my favorite horror movies is? What is it? Children of the Corn. I don't like the remake. The original is just really good. Yeah. 
I never really got into the Children of the Corn movies. I just always thought, like, because in, in that first one, the original one, that weird CGI demon thing at the end just takes all the tension that was built right out of the movie. Because I'm just like, oh, this is just fucking dumb looking now. Like, <laughs> I used to watch it, like, once a week when I was a kid, at least. Like, every single time my friends came over, I'd be like, you want to watch Children of the Corn? Yeah. Either yeah. that or The Lovely Bones. I was like, you want to watch The Lovely Bones? Yeah, those are, you know, when you're a kid, like, it's way more effective. But, yeah. like, if you've rewatched it recently, you know what I'm talking no, about. No, I, I haven't seen it in quite a while. I just, like... I have such good memories of that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... I mean, it's definitely up there. Um, one of my favorites was always The Omen. Uh, uh, the oh, original. Yeah, my dad's name is Damien. Yeah. So that movie was like... I wrote it was like, you know... i do it for you, Damien. Yeah. To yeah. him as a kid. Yeah, I'm sure that's Or it's all fine. for you. That's what the line yeah. is. It's all for you, Damien. Fucking dead. <laughs> I love that part, though. It's good. It's solid. So, but yeah, um, we always end up doing this. I feel like we always end up just talking about the types of horror films we like. Um, but uh, what what else you got going on lately, aside from the move? sucks i'm like i just broke up with becca right right and uh i'm all alone in butler and i'm just bored and lonely i'm trying to like me and my therapist are talking about things that we can do i just got my tarot deck out from my storage unit and i have a book where i can like memorize like what all the things mean and i want to learn how to do a celtic cross and i have to learn like what each placement actually means within it. Cedric and I have been jamming a little bit, kind of, like, through video, but we're going to go jam this weekend. Yeah, I saw that you've been playing harmonica more. How's that going? Uh, it's fun. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm, like, finally getting it to where, like, I can get enough spit to where I'm, like, sliding it. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it gets stuck on my lips. And, like, it just makes it really like patchy but mm. once i like am getting enough saliva like at the end it was like "Ooh, that vibrato that you introduced in there that was good because <laughs> i was like able to like actually shake it a little bit when i was playing it i was like hopefully by this weekend me and him can record because he sent me a recording of him playing Flowers in December by Maisie Starr, which is one of my favorite songs. This is the only song I know on harmonica. Yeah. Um, and I was like, we should jam and play that song. So I want to, like, do a little recording of that song with him, and I think that would be fun. That'd be cool, yeah. Um, if you guys ever want to come over here, just let me know. We got all the stuff. I can mic everybody. I'll do it for free. Cause it's just I like to mix and make things sound cool, if I can. Uh, and for anyone listening, please let me know what you think of that intro. Cause I wrote that, I mixed it, and all that, and uh, I want some honest feedback. <laughs> Cause if it sounds like garbage, we if, can change it. I I can always change it. I could always make it a little bit more interesting or whatever. But if you dig it. You know, 
let us know as well because that would help um by now uh i'm hoping all these episodes are up because we got four in the bag now um and i just i really just gotta (laughs) make some time to edit them and uh raise some uh levels on some stuff because i definitely the first few times i definitely dropped the ball as far as being ready um but lately my adhd brain has been like just just do the best with everything you can you might as well i've always just been like you know some some days i'm just like man i fucking have no motivation at all (laughs) you know what i mean like i just and this is really hard to start up and do something and then there's other days where i'm just like well i'm gonna go mow the lawn i'm gonna clean the house i'm gonna record five hours of music i'm gonna go read a little bit like you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Today is one of those days, so I'm, <laughs> I, I might I might get around to that today. But uh, yeah, hopefully we have everything up um, soon. Which is silly to say because by the time anyone listens to this, everything should be up. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, anything else? Uh, not really. I feel like I feel like today was a quick one. Just just shy that's of an okay. hour. Because we also have one that's like fucking three hours of us just talking about <laughs> horror movies. So, I feel like I feel like we're getting better at this. I feel like, uh, you know, we're, we're working it out. So it comes with time. It's definitely like it's gonna get better. And anyone listening, thank you, thank you for being cool. Also, my life is really boring right now, so I don't have a lot to talk about. That's I live fair. in my parents' basement. That's fair. I get that. I've been there. Not in the yeah. basement, but I've been there. Who but hasn't? It's only for a month. Like, it's yeah, very it's temporary. temporary. Yeah. And then I get a three-bedroom house, and maybe Hadley, one of my really good friends, is going to be back in October, and I'll have three, well, two roommates. It'll be three people, and it'll be really fun. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you're doing okay. And I'm glad to anyone listening. If you're doing okay, thanks for doing okay. But if you're not, and if you're not, it's, it's okay. only temporary. It's only temporary. Sometimes, sometimes, li- sometimes life just sets you back, and sometimes it sets you back for a while. But there's always a way out of it. You just gotta keep fucking trucking as much as it sucks or hurts. So, cool. Well, thanks for chilling with Llewellyn and I here. You sent me that postcard, and my dad was like, Who the I thought fuck it was, is that? I thought it was sent to somebody else. He's like, but then I saw Lillian, and I told him the story of Lou Ellen. <laughs> yeah, we we sent a bunch of them out, and uh, Phoenix got one. I, I sent him one, too, and I sent a couple others out, but... Oops. She's fucking around on Snapchat. I am. <laughs> All right. Well, any last words, Lily, before I execute you? <laughs> uh, if it's bad, it gets better. So lots of peace and love. All right. Well, thanks for chilling. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>